Hello friends and welcome to this third episode of Grits and the Gospel. I'm Katie Griffiths, I'm, uh, currently a candidate to be an elder in the United Methodist Church and uh, I'm coming to you today on the first week of my Miller year of Candler School of Theology. I'm so excited to get started back in school um, and I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about in the future with all that, but today I really wanted to look at something that I deal with a lot. <laughs> uh, it's that preachers are people too, and that's what I'm calling this episode. It's a very complex issue, and so it may be something that we discuss often, but it has been at the forefront of my mind for a couple reasons lately, and I, I thought it would be a good place to discuss it here. Um, it, people forget that just because we um, are ministers that we aren't also humans. And uh, that has been really surprising to me in this journey of ministry and something that, um, you know, they've people told me, but until you really experience it, you don't understand just how much that is true. That um, at our heart, we're just regular people just trying to live out the life that we are called to. Well, just like everybody else, your calling may not be in ministry, but you have a calling and we're all just trying to do the same thing, which is live a life that is worthy of um, Jesus and his life no matter what we do for a living, it kind of brings up the idea that ministry is both a calling and a profession. And that duality um, can be hard sometimes. Uh, it's something that you, you never turn your faith off, but you do and you should, for mental health reasons, turn your job off. And so there's a real pull and push of life in the ministry because of that because my faith and my ministry you can't just flip a switch and turn that off but there are times when I just want to be seen as me as Katie as not reverend as just the the person that God created <laughs> um, that is not defined simply by their job but by their faith and that's a hard tightrope to walk, a hard balancing act to find. And I struggle with that. I've, um, it's something I'm sure I'll work on and find throughout my ministry. Um, but it's something that I think we should talk about and, and, and really discuss um, so we can work together to help find balance and Sabbath and fulfillment in our jobs and in our lives um, outside of the job part of ministry. Um, it, it really, when I started thinking about this a long time ago, this summer, the new season of Sweet Magnolias came out. And one of the minor characters, who I really like, is the minister at their church in the little small town that they live in. And um, it's a female minister portrayed on tv shocking as that is that's another podcast that i'm working on um hopefully soon about women in ministry um 
But this season, that character took her collared shirt off <laughs> and really made a point. The writers and this actress made a point of showing that this minister who has a beautiful calling helps people in this little town, but she's also just a regular person who likes to go out and have fun and do fun things. And, you know, she's single and she likes to date and all kinds of stuff, like normal people stuff. Just because she's a minister doesn't mean that she turns off her normal human needs and wants. So I was really intrigued by that. That was the first time I'd ever really seen that portrayed anywhere on screen. And it made me think, well, why not? Well, a lot of people don't see us that way. Um, a lot, and it's really, that's where the push and pull of a job versus a calling is an interesting one. And I don't wear a collar a lot. I bought one, um, but I find it interesting that the way they show her in this series is collar on and collar off. And so metaphorically, that's kind of how I think about it. Um, when I first came to my little church, I wore a robe uh, when I preached. And one of the members who I adore came up to me afterwards and said, Oh, honey, you know, you don't have to wear a robe. We're very informal. And I said, well... You know, I'm not wearing it for formality or really for anybody but myself. It helps me get centered. It is an act of worship to put on that robe for me. It is something I take very seriously. But also there's a time to take that off. And to go into the world as a normal human who's just trying to live day by day and even now just talking about this I'm struggling with it because it you, the thought that you can turn it on and off is a tough one to to grapple with and I would love to hear your thoughts on that in the comments and maybe we can have a, a full discussion panel or something later about this because it really is something that I struggle with finding that balance. I don't struggle with my call. I, I know my call. I'm confident in my call. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm confident in myself as a, uh, a human and a faithful uh, member of God's um, church and his faith. And I believe in him as an individual as well. And so that tight, tight rope is, is an interesting one to walk. One other thing that has happened that really is kind of sad, and this happened last year, I was with some friends who I don't get to see a whole lot and with their extended family, and some of the extended family were um, a little nervous that I would be in judgment of them because I was a minister. And they were almost afraid to talk to me. 
that makes me just, that breaks my heart and makes me so sad that anyone would be hesitant to talk to me or to interact with me or to laugh with me or to joke with me or cry with me or any of those things because I am a minister, because they feel judged or... Um, less than because of my profession and my calling. Not because of my faith, but because of my profession. And I think that's kind of where, especially in the United Methodist Church right now, I feel like we're failing people. Um, that they would be worried that I would be in judgment of them because of what I do and what my call is. And so sometimes I kind of shy away from that, from letting people know initially what I do and what my call is, not what my faith is. I've never been ashamed of my faith. I am a Christian. Uh, I believe in God and Jesus is my Savior. I've never been ashamed of that in any way, but this new um, calling to ministry is really something that people shy away from when they meet me for the first time sometimes. So what I like to do is not let people know. And then when I tell them, they're like, oh, well, you're nice. Which is so sad that we have come to a place in this country and in our faith and in our denomination where I have to prove I'm a nice person. <laughs> and then a minister can be a nice person. Um, because of the hurt and pain and suffering that the church, uh, the bigger church has caused a lot of people in this world. And so that's kind of part of my anxiety uh, and my struggle with this is that you know, people don't like me because I'm a minister sometimes or they're afraid of me. And I, I've never been one to live that way. You know, there are always going to be people in this world that are not the biggest Katie fans on the planet, and that's fine. But simply because I am a minister, they immediately shut off. Um, it is something new for me, and, I, and that's sad. And I'm trying my best to show people authenticity and love and kindness and caring. What I tried to do before I became a minister and what I still try to do now as a minister. Um, and so that, that was a real eye-opener for me. Uh, last week um, was my birthday, <laughs> uh, as some of y'all know. And uh, one of my members um, got me a great birthday. She's like the best birthday card giver ever because they are very irreverent and they're wonderful and they're funny and they make me laugh, which is the best kind of birthday card. But she said to me, she said, Oh, I had such a hard time finding a birthday card because for a preacher, because they're all so serious and nobody thinks preachers have a sense of humor. So she went like three places all around town looking for a birthday card. And she said, as another aside, and forget it being about a girl minister, which again, we will talk about in another episode. But she found me this great card, and I, I'm going to read it. Uh, it's so funny. It's Jesus uh, up 
um, preaching the Sermon on the Mount, and it says, And on the fifth day, around four o'clock, he created half-priced drinks and complimentary wings. And it says, hope every hour of your birthday is happy. And I just love that. I, it made me giggle. Um, but people think that when you're in the ministry, you're not allowed or you don't have a sense of humor. And God did not create me that way at all. <laughs> I mean, nobody is more surprised that I'm doing this than me. Um, I think being authentic and showing people my um, humorous side and my vulnerable side is part of how I'm called to preach and to minister. And so it's it just shows you, if Hallmark can't even get it figured out, uh, that preachers are people too, that we don't just want the very serious cards, we like jokes and humor, um, then it can be hard for people to see that. Um, so I, I thought that was a great example of uh, not only how it's hard, there's nothing for women in ministry, but there's also nothing for people that are funny and <laughs> have a sense of humor that are also preachers um, out there in the world. And so hopefully that will start to change. If we um, if we put it out there, surely it'll change. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about today is being called to feed and still needing to be fed. And there's so many, I'm sure I will talk about self-care and mental health in another podcast. That is definitely part of it. I was in a uh, orientation yesterday and my advisor, who is just one of my favorite people, said again, you know, part of what you need to do to be successful in ministry is to feed your own spirit, take care of your own self. Uh, you cannot take care of other people if you yourself are not well. And so having those practices of self-care and spiritual care are so important. And so I, don't, I guess I just didn't think about it. But I was once again surprised that when I went into the ministry, it was going to be very, very rare that I could sit in a pew and just be in a worship service. And gosh, that was an adjustment. That was a shift in my thinking and my um, and the way that I am fed spiritually. I've had to find other ways to do that. And that's, that was a big eye-opener for me. Because I still need to be fed. I still like to just sit in the pew, not have any responsibility, and just soak in all the goodness and love in a worship service. I'm very lucky and blessed right now that while I'm at Candler, um, chapel is offered twice a week. And so um, I can go and sit there, and that's where I 100% one of the best places that I have found that I can be spiritually fed. Unfortunately, I'm already in my second year and that's running out. So I'm going to have to look for ways to find other places where I can go to be spiritually fed once my time at Candler is up. 
one of the other things that I do and I crave, and especially with friends that I have known for a very long time, I have a group of friends that we don't talk about unless I want to and want to share or have something funny or whatever. Or I have to tell them that I'm using them as a example in my sermon. Um, we don't talk about my job. We may talk about faith. We may talk about scripture. We definitely, you know, talk about things that we're reading um, or verses that mean a lot to us. But we don't talk about my school or my work or that part of my life. So I can have friends that know me and have known me for a very long time. And we talk about all kinds of other things. Um, shopping and sales at our favorite stores and new foods and you know sports and all kinds of things because I need that outlet from the job portion of ministry not from faith but from the job portion to take a break to find that Sabbath and I think the <laughs> The biggest compliment that I have gotten in the last year, um, and I think I may have said this on the first episode, was when I was with some friends that hadn't seen me in a while, and I cracked a joke, or look, I struggle, I said a bad word or something, making fun of somebody, and they looked and turned, or probably making fun of myself, frankly, they turned to their family members and said, look. She's still the same Katie. And that is probably the biggest compliment that I've gotten. That this has not fed, this ministry, this call to ministry, first of all, has not fed my ego and made me somebody I'm not. It keeps me humble to know that I really am valued. I was valued before. I'm valued again now, even though I have this Thing that weighs very heavily on me ministry weighs very heavily on me but at my heart I'm still the same person I'm still authentically Katie it, it shows that God can use anybody at any time I am still me um, my sense of humor has not gone away my love of you know all things beautiful flowers and music and all the things I'm still the same person. God just uses those things in my life to help me preach his word. I am a vessel and he uses all those things to get his message out and make disciples in this world. And that is a very big responsibility and I do hold myself to a very high standard. But at my heart, I'm still just me. Um, and that... Um, is something that I really work hard to not feed my ego, especially find ways and people that keep me grounded. When I came to Candler, when I left Macon and moved, a friend of mine said, don't let them change you. And this is where the duality comes in because I don't, want to change who I am. My faith is solid. 
It is rock solid. It's not going anywhere. But at the same time, if I'm not growing and learning, then I'm not, I'm missing the point of coming to school and, and being a minister. So that's that duality again, that push and pull of stay true to who you are, but do this thing, this calling that's bigger than me and something that I um, am excited about. I love very much. I love what I'm doing. But it's finding that balance that has been an interesting road for me. So just remember when you are in church <laughs> and looking at your minister up front with a robe on or not, or whether they're in street clothes or if they choose to wear a robe, they're just a regular old person with insecurities and anxieties and humor and laughter and all the things. Um, treat them just like a normal person. <laughs> They'll appreciate you for it. I'm sure there's so much more, like, I, I'm sure you can tell in this episode, my brain is just a bunch of gears just going, because it's it's a lot to take in, and a lot to wrap your head around. So I'm sure we'll talk about it again. I uh, would love to have um, some other people on the podcast to discuss it with me as well, because this kind of push and pull is never going to go away. I've just got to find, we all have to find, as ministers and as people of faith, uh, a a comfortable place to sit within the tension. And so it's something that uh, we're going to continue to talk about for a long time. I want to close with um, some scripture. John 13, 12 through 17. Jesus is washing the feet of the disciples. And it says this in verse 12, starting with verse 12. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. And very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And that charge to the disciples is really where that push and pull comes. We are given this gift of spreading the news, spreading the good news of Jesus, being a vessel for him, but also being humble and knowing that we are no greater than anyone else, that we are definitely no greater than the one that gave us the message. And we should stay humble and wash feet of our friends and our congregation and our, the people that we are ministering to um, because that, that's what we're called to do. And that's what Jesus was showing his disciples. So go out and have a great week. Uh, I will see you back next week. I think I'm going to start tackling that whole women in ministry thing next week. Ooh-wee. It's a big one. Um, so I look forward to seeing you then. And I um, hope you have a blessed week. This is Grits in the Gospel with Katie.